I want to talk to you about what leadership is. The key to becoming a great leader is empowering leaders around you. We see our whole church as leaders, but the fact that you've come means that you've accepted the call of God in your life to be a leader. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Leadership Lean In podcast. I think you're going to absolutely love this episode. I think we are on episode number six. I'm going to go out there and say six. Uh, Anyways, hey, do me a favor. Make sure you subscribe to our podcast and do me a favor even further. If you can't comment, it helps us so much uh, as we're trying to pick up some traction on this new podcast. Thank you so much for everybody sharing it on social media, what you like. If you don't like it, keep it to yourself. But uh, if you do like it, (laughs) thanks for sharing and retweeting all the social media stuff. It helps so much. And I'm excited about this podcast. In just a little bit, we're going to go to this month's top five. Top five this uh, month has to do with values, leadership values. I think values makes a leader. We'll talk about that in just a minute. But today... We have two special guests. One, this is the first ever reoccurring <laughs> role in the yeah. leadership. You were so good. Oh. Two podcasts ago. Thanks. That we're bringing you back. I'm back. Because I think you remind me of our guest today, who is none other than fresh off of the red carpet <laughs> from her own podcast, People <laughs> Choice Awards. Yeah. And this little small show that happens to be recorded here in LA. Yeah. What is it called? On Air with Ryan? On, On Air. Air with Ryan. None other than Tanya Rad makes some. Wow. I mean, Welcome. This Thank is you. a big deal. Wait, this is a big deal for me. I was like so honored that you asked me. Are you kidding me? No. Well, I've been on your podcast, you know. I just thought I'd return the favor. <laughs> I know. I felt like such a geek because I was like, so if you ever like need me or want me on your podcast, like I'm here, let me know. Like. And then, which makes it so it, it makes it so easy because it's like you, now having a podcast I'm that I'm that guy that's like hey will you come on my podcast like yeah. I'm actually having to fetch that so you going like hey I'll, I'd love to come on is like oh phew thank you I don't have to ask <laughs> yeah. so that's awesome thank you so much hey first things first I want to talk about you're on the red carpet hosting on Sunday at the Grammys how was it it was honestly like a dream come true. It's unbelievable. I had a a club in high school called Musical Synergy. No. Where we would just like talk about like no. music and like, yeah. So if you would have told my high school Tanya that she was going to be like working the red carpet for the Grammys for E one day, I would have been like, you are like right. not even like, there's no way. Now, are you referring to your high school Los Altos? Los Alamitos. <laughs> oh, Los Alamitos. Yeah. I only know that because our GM, you know, Kelly Eisman. Yes. At the church also went to your same high school. Yes. And so you're referring to the club from Los Alamitos yes. in Long Beach, California. That is correct. Uh, well, congrats uh, on hosting. It's unbelievable. It, it, it feels like whenever I watch Tanya, it's like you just yeah keep taking off. Do you know what's crazy too? Yeah. So I go into these like auditions and things like that in here in LA and people will always ask me, um, cause I'll never really know what I'm doing 
Yeah. And I'm like, what are you, you know, they're like, well, did your agent not tell you? And I was like, I don't have an agent. (laughs) (laughs) And they're like, well, how did you get this? And I'm like, God, like, wow. And I, I truly, truly believe it because the trajectory of my career has been, it's not normal. And I don't have an agent. Like it's literally God doing everything in my life to like put me on this path. Unbelievable. That's so cool. Without you even saying that, it's how I feel. Yeah. It's it's the sense that you get like, this is, it's a God thing like I'll be driving in the car in the morning it's like you're on talking with Ryan about your dating life which we'll get to in a moment yeah to God yeah church yeah even how that happened how I got that role on the morning show is like a God thing because that show used to just be a two-person show yeah and then they added a third mic for me it's like that doesn't happen that doesn't happen no how long did you were you on just kind of the back behind the scenes on that show uh i've been with ryan for a little over eight years wow. and i've only been on the air for like three and a half Jeez. Wow. maybe four Jeez, yeah so cool isn't that nuts but yeah it is a god thing and and, and i feel like uh one of the things that everybody knows about you is that you're vocal about god your faith um, and something I want to talk about is that I, I love that you're very unapologetic, like, hey, I believe in God. I, I go to church. This is my church. Um, I'm trying to do life the right way. Mm-hmm. And it, so where did that all come from? What's the genesis of that? Is that high school? Is that the way you were raised? No. And here's like the crazy part is that, so I was raised Serbian Orthodox. Okay. Um, my parents both came here from Serbia and Church was always a thing. Like I always went to church, but I never really understood what they were saying. It wasn't like a big part of my life, but it was still a part of my life. Right. Um, And then, you know, went to high school, college, um, went through a really bad breakup. Mm. Like I'm talking like, and you, I don't know, I'm sure you've all been there where it's like rocks you to your core. You can't sleep. You can't eat. Like it's that whole, you think your life's going one way and then the rugs pulled out from underneath you. And I was crying every day at work. And this is, I was with Ryan behind the scenes and we were, um, our show was in the same building as E. Mm. So I saw Jason Kennedy every day, who you know. Right. And um, he would see me every day and I would just like be crying every day. I was just like, was like so pathetic. But um, I would see him all the time and he just came up to me one day and he was like, I don't know what's going on. He didn't ask me any questions. He just said, um, I have a Bible study that I do once, I think it was once a month at that time. And he's like, it's tonight. Um, It's at my house. I'd love for you to come. Wow. Like didn't even ask me any questions. And so I was like, you know what? I've tried everything under the sun why not try going to a Bible study? Right. Um, and so I went and it was Judah Smith. Yeah. And it was almost like, it was a God thing. Like he spoke exactly to me, like what I needed to hear. Wow. And wow. I just remember sobbing the entire time. And then ever since then, I started going every, it was every month. And then I think yeah. it was every other week. Yep. And then it was every week. And then I started to create a, like a family, a community wow. of people. Wow. And it just completely changed my life. And I have to tell you too, I used to have so much anxiety. Like I used to really have a lot of anxiety in life just because I always, I mean, especially when I went through that breakup, I always thought I needed, I was like, when can I get into the next relationship? Who's my next guy? Like I always needed to fill that void. And I was always anxious about what was next. Yeah. Ever since I started leaning into my faith and I really like Mm. truly, it was, it was um, repairing my heart from the inside out. Wow. And uh, my anxiety went away. I don't have that anymore. Jeez. I don't feel like I need a man to complete me. I mean, I'm wow. s- still super single. 
I've been dating and I'm trying, She's but available if <laughs> yeah, you're down, you call me. And it went from like such the best story to like <laughs> back to my reality. <laughs> no, but I mean, it's true. Like I really, uh, I used to have a lot of anxiety and I don't have that anymore. And I have wow. to credit it to my faith yes. because I just have faith that it's all going to work out the way that it's supposed to. Yeah. yeah. He's helped. He's guided my career. Jeez. For, I mean, I, you guys, I had um, a meeting scheduled with my boss, probably like three weeks to the day um, to put in my notice to leave the morning show and move to, to Arizona so that I could be with this guy wow. forever. Wow. Like I was just going to move. Wow. And you imagine. And when we broke up, it was the worst thing that could have happened to me. Yes. But the best thing that yes. happened to me because I would have never seen my career like flourish the way that it did. And so Jeez. it's really crazy because during that time when, right when it happened, I would pray every night Jeez. that we would get back together. I just pray every night, God yeah. bring us back together. And then as I started going to church more, my prayers started to change mm. and it was more every night praying, God, show me um, why, why you did this. Show right. me what the reason is for my pain right now. Like yeah. why I know you did this for a reason. And it's like so crazy because now looking back, I can totally see why. Yeah. Jeez. Isn't that amazing? Wow. You, you, Isn't you, that crazy? Well, I always think, you know, um, I was raised to pray this way. God either block it or bless it. Wow. Right. Yeah. And it, but it wasn't until you went through a few things that you're like, wow, Thanks. this thing was blocked and I was praying it would be blessed, but out of experience, it's now going to teach me, Lord, do that again. Yeah. Yeah. If this is going to take me down a road that's going to destroy my life, will you block it? Yeah. Because God, God, I think sometimes God's listening to our prayers going like, hey, I know it's what you want, but I have so much, Something so, so much better, bigger, crazier plans than you can imagine right now. Just let me block this thing right now. Yeah. Because I'm going to bless this other thing that was that will actually change the trajectory of your life. Yeah. yeah. And, my, and my prayers always used to be so pointed, like in that in that regard. Yeah. And now they're so different. It's so like, wow. just show me. Yes. Even when I'm newly dating someone or I have like a big career decision, it's right. like, it's not, I want this. It's yep. show me, yeah. show me what you want yeah. for me. What yeah. do you want? Help me see what you want for yeah. me. Wow. Uh, talk to me about that because we are recording today on... Oh. Valentine's Day. Wow. Happy Valentine's wow. Day, guys. Happy Valentine's Day. <laughs> Happy yeah. Valentine's Erica Day. has a Valentine. Yes. Mr. Roman, who yep. is here in the stew. Yep. Somewhere. My <laughs> guy. Huz is in the stew. Huz is in the stew. <laughs> yep. Roman the Russian, who's actually yep. Ukrainian. Yep. Close to Serbia. <laughs> perhaps. <laughs> Brother or sister. <laughs> yeah. It's somewhere over there. It's definitely yeah. not in America. Yeah. Uh, yep. And then uh, my, my boo is at home with our kids. Like, Chad, stop saying this stuff. <laughs> and then, and then, and then you, uh, it's Valentine's Day. I love that you are, I feel like you're one of the single people in our world that, and it's very, you know, public that you're just like, everybody's kind of watching your dating life. <laughs> Everybody hears about, remember the oh whole Tim gosh. Tebow thing? Oh, yeah. Even when I see Tim Tebow today, I'm I like, know, I know. wow, Tanya missed out, huh? <laughs> good, Demi, good to see you. Miss Universe. Oh, I love you, Dem. Oh, my Tanya gosh. missed out, huh? But it's like your dating life is very public. And it can go from like zero to 100 real fast. Like, yeah. I'm like, I literally never met the guy. And it was like, oh, 
this is it. Tim Tebow's the guy. And it's just like, can go. <laughs> How much does Ryan enjoy your, your dating life? Yeah. Um, I think the thing that he enjoys the most is that I've always just been, um, it's really, I'm an open book and it's really hard for me. Yeah. I, I don't, I don't lie. I don't hide anything. I'm just, I am what I am. And so um, I think he enjoys getting like a real authentic. Totally view into what dating is like right now, you know? And yeah. and it's funny because I think people look at me and the thing I get asked so much is, how are you so happy being alone? Wow. I know. It's really crazy because I'm like, well, I don't feel alone, first of all, because um, I have an amazing family yeah. and like I'm my friends and even my coworkers are like family to me, you know? Yeah. Like I feel like I have so much love in my life. And I know that, I have such a, like, it's in my heart to like have a family and be married. And yeah. I know that God's going to provide. I mean, he, I've had so much faith in what he's done in my life mm. up to this point. Yeah. Why would I start questioning that he doesn't have the right guy for me now? And it's right. like, but you still have to try, you know, like you still have to put yourself out there. You have to date, you have to say yes to things. You have to, That's it. yeah. Otherwise. It, 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 it might sound extreme, but it's the faith without yeah. actions. Right. Yeah. It's like, you know, I, I always think like if, it, you know, I wanted a house, but am I saving? Right. You know, am I, am I picking up supplemental income to, you know what I mean? Like, it's like anything in life. Yeah. If you just pray, but do nothing about it. Totally. And I remember one time you were telling me about the dating apps and I was like, <laughs> I, I only hear of like this Tinder thing, you know, yeah, it's like the yeah, only thing so I, much more. I know about, by the way, I'm taking off my jacket. It's just like yeah. way too hot. I had to fix my headphones. I am hot in this month. The stew is the cooking. Stew. This is my we're favorite. Cooking. Cooking. We're kicking it, cooking in a stew today. <laughs> we're cooking beets. Yeah. We're cooking. No. I've always we're wanted cooking, to say that though. We're, we're cooking up plants. Um, I always, um, I always thought it was like christianmingo.com and Tinder. That's it. And then you were telling me about like, <laughs> This like, what was it like a uh, a Jewish one? Yeah, J Date. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was on J Date. You were putting me. <laughs> you were J-Date. putting me up on game, and I was like, dang, it's these streets are different. They're mean. They're, They're mean. <laughs> modern dating is no joke. I have to say, and it's funny because I do think that I have. I'm really like a good judge of character, so I can figure out real quick. And yeah. I think the apps are not not going to be my, how I'm going to meet my guy. <laughs> yeah. 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 You know, but it's like you trial and error. You have to go through it all. Yeah. Um, I think for me, it's just like being like unapolog- unapologetically like out there, you know, yeah. like if you have someone that you want, you think's good for me, like introduce me to them or, um, we tried you, this the other day and it didn't work. Yeah, I know because of association, <laughs> but I felt like it wow. would have been a great fit. <laughs> yeah, I did try to match make Julia and I were in on a great match make. Uh, a friend of Donya's prevented this, but I, I, <laughs> I know, again. but that's the thing. Like, it's like, you just have to keep putting it out yeah. there because eventually something's going to work, you know? And I think for me, like what you see is what you get. And yeah. I was even telling you, um, Chad, like one Sunday, I'll like go out with somebody and I'm like, it, is it just so much to ask for when? Cause a, a lot of time, like the conversation will come up you know, what do you do on a Sunday? Yeah. And I'll say, you know, I go to the farmer's market, I go to church. And for once I would just like a guy to be like, I'd love to come to church yeah. with you. Yeah. Like, or, or, or even better, I go to church at the go. 11. Totally. <laughs> I attend the 8 p.m. Yeah. I love, I love God. Yeah. yeah. 
I actually feel the exact same way, if not more passionate <laughs> yes. than you are. That's what we're going for. And, yeah. and everybody says, you know, Tanya, you're too picky. You're not going to find no. that in LA. And I'm like, no, I'm not blaming the city no. for no. that. And like, I will find somebody. It just might take a little bit longer. Like percent. A hundred percent. Can I ask you this? Um, do people, so you're, you, you know, you got the apps and then mm. you got the the cultural term sliding into the DMs. Wow, you are crushing <laughs> these terms. You know, just, you know, I'm really just I'm trying to stay <laughs> trying to stay relevant. Yeah, it's for my preach, like my preach. <laughs> but um, which is on fire, by the way. You have yeah. you have all these you have all these things. I, I I was listening to someone talk about sports. We're going back to sports again, guys. Sorry. Um, I was listening to someone talk about how this is changing the NBA. In the NBA, guys wow. would roll into a city, and then all the team would go to the club. After, you know, or the night before. And they don't they don't go to the clubs anymore because now everything's on their phone. So they can go into a city and they can, you know, use the apps or whatever and find oh, somebody. Find someone. Find oh, somebody okay, that yeah, way. It, 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 do you find wow. or do you get exhausted or frustrated because it's a very my guess would be kind of like vultures? Yeah, transactional yeah. vulture, like ah. So when I hear the ter- when I hear the ter- I hear the term slide that, into the DMs that, and I think exactly. of sketchy people that I know come to mind. Yes, is that that's who's sliding into DMs? So how do how how yes do you no. stay yeah. positive? Yes and no. So um, yes, there's a ton of that, and yeah. I think that uh, it does make it very transactional. And I'm not on the apps anymore yeah. because of that. It was very like I was just getting like the grossest like. Yeah one-liners and I'm like, this is not me. Like I would, I'm so happy being like, I'm happy. I don't need this guy to be like, can I make you breakfast in bed? Yeah. And something gross. Like I, that's not, what about me says that that's okay. You know? So I think I, I, I closed that door in terms of the apps. Like I'm not doing that anymore, but, um, in terms of like sliding into the DMS, I've had like so it's really crazy because I even have like listeners who are trying to set me up with people. Sure, sure. People. I can I can only imagine. Yeah. Hey, I'm over here in um, Lake Erie, Pennsylvania. Yeah, yeah. And I've got a cousin named Ted. Totally. He's six five. <laughs> loves baseball. Yeah. Thinks you're just a hoot. So I'll have people that'll they'll suggest like, oh, have you um, heard of said you know, person or whatever. I think you guys would be a great couple because, and they'll like actually name off like X, Y, Z, like he loves Jesus, blah, blah, blah. So then I'll look into him and I'll be like, okay, like I'll, you know, DM him or something like that. So I have done that like once or twice. Um, I feel like you sliding into a DM is a very innocent, pure. Yeah, yeah. And that's the thing. Action. I'm very, uh, I'm very open and uh, honest about my intentions. Yeah. Like it's like somebody told me that we we would you know hit it off or make a good match. So I just wanted to like say hi, yeah. see how your week was. Like there's nothing. Yeah, sketchy. Sketchy. No, no I'm not trying. It would to- be like sliding into the DM. Would be it's. I love this word. It's one of my favorite words in my massive vocabulary that oh I my gosh. have attained. Nebulous. The, the, <laughs> what does that even Nebul- mean? It, so oh, basically God. it's like, it's all in the hands of the user. Right. So right. money mm-hmm. is, is nebulous. Uh, Xbox. Oh, people play it for blah, blah. It's like, it's, it's all about the user. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so I like, you know, your approach and I feel like you have an innocence about you. And I love that you're, 
you know, upfront and forthright, like, hey, this is what it is. So-and-so said this and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Um, I I, I want to know, talk to me about, and we're, we're on Valentine's Day. I think yeah. it's pretty cool that we're recording this on Valentine's Day, to be honest, because I think there's a ton of listeners out there that uh, need advice about being single. Mm-hmm. Some people think being single is a curse. Like you said, are you so lonely? I've always felt like... And um, Julia was, she, Julia and Erica were just in Florida yesterday. Yeah. And Julia Whoa. preached at a conference uh, yesterday in uh, Southeastern University. And she was making fun of me from stage. Erica yeah. was telling me, <laughs> I used to pray, this yeah. is a true story. I used to pray for a five foot four blonde. Like his exact I, prayer yeah. for a wife. Yeah. Well, because I, to be honest, I want a Kelly Ripa. My God. <laughs> Because her personality. I just, totally. I, I saw Kelly Ripa oh and I was like, my I'm going to marry Kelly Ripa. Totally. When I was single, I was like, I want a five foot four, just like a ball of energy. Da, da. And then Julia was like, and she got, and he got me, you know, and just like, and they, they they go crazy and they love it. And, yeah. and I, and of course, my God, Julia's the greatest in the world. But I always felt like when I, I was- I love your relationship, by the way. Oh, she's the, she's the best. She's the best. I'm in trouble right now. Um, but um, <laughs> <laughs> on Valentine's Day, how does that happen? My fault. But um. I, I felt like being single for me was a journey of going, um, I'm going to use my loneliness mm-hmm. to make me into something. Like I remember one guy told me, I used to pray for the five foot four Kelly Rip, blah, blah, blah. And he said, hey, why don't you change your prayer into you being ready yeah. for yeah. this relationship, for marriage? Mm-hmm. So I changed my prayer as going like, God, let me be patient. Let me be kind. Let me be prepared. Let me wow. be good with my money. Let me be, you know, and I started praying over myself that I would be the man that somebody dreamt of. Yeah. yeah. How so how do you how do you handle being single and that you feel like I feel like you have so much faith, so much like just wisdom on the subject. It's funny that you say that because my best friend, <clears throat> excuse me who I also host the podcast with, Becca Tilly, yes. she has told me time and time again, she's like, I almost feel like God has kept you single this entire time because you've become this like pillar of strength <laughs> right. for single women who are feeling very sad yes. and lonely and vulnerable. And you've kind of flipped the, yes. the the stereotype of like, you're single, but you're embracing it, you yeah. know, and, and, and doing things that... I never thought that I could or would do. Like, I never thought that I would ever live alone. I live alone now and I love it. Wow. And things with my career that I'm doing that I never thought that I could do. And just embracing the moments, like living in the now and being Mm. grateful for having the bed to myself or, you know what I mean? Like things like that. Mm. Um, I think that just being really present and and grateful for that because I think when you do become married and you start having mm-hmm. kids and it's like you can never go back. You're yeah, never gonna no. go yeah. back. For me, when I do it, I'm doing it and yeah. I'm full speed ahead. Absolutely. Um so I think just being really like aware and yeah. also being like a beacon of light to people, you know, it's like I don't have to I don't have a partner, but I have so many people in my life that I want to show that I love them. Mm. So it's going that extra mile for my friendships and my relationships that I do have in my life mm. so that they feel loved. Yeah. Um, so those two things. And then I think another thing too is um, very recently, actually, I uh, we had Devon Franklin. I love him. In our studio. And I read his book, The Weight. And um, I was, for a while ago, when I first went through my breakup and I was single, I was dating, um, and I wasn't dating with intention. I was mm. just kind of like 
loosey goosey, not in your time. Yeah. You know, not, um, being intentional. And I was constantly in this like perpetual pattern of pain. Mm -hmm. And when he said that, I was like, it was like a light bulb went off and I was giving my body before I was giving, Mm. wow, getting anything for my heart. And that completely changed the trajectory of my dating life because I was doing things in reverse. Wow. Mm. And I have so much more respect for myself now. Jeez. And I can major. see it in in the guys that I'm dating too. That's why like I don't, I, I mean, I won't go on more than two or three dates with somebody if I know they don't have the same values as me. Yeah. It's not, there's no, there's no point. I don't need to just fill up my time. Yeah. Like yeah. I don't need somebody that I know isn't going to be long-term for me. Yeah. So I think it's just, yeah. Well, I think like anything in life, I think you you have to, um, as you're talking, I'm thinking of different areas like in life where you have to control the narrative. Right. You know, that's that's what leadership is. Leadership is taking like, you want to label me as X and the situation wants to traditionally label me as X. Mm -hmm. So it's like, uh, I I hate to bring it back to this, but it's like Georgia. As as you're talking, I'm thinking about Georgia. People would say, I've got a special needs daughter, so I'm facing... A, B, C, D. Right. But I'm like, nah, I, I can't be defined by yeah. what you want me to be defined right. by. I'm in control of the narrative. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I feel like so many single people just kind of roll over to the, I'm lonely, mm-hmm. I'm frustrated. I'm, I'm Even on Valentine's Day, I'm seeing tons of single people posting like, this is a dumb holiday and yeah. like that, that. And I'm like, that's not my narrative. I'm no. single, but I'm so happy and full yeah. of life and full of love to give. Like, yeah. this is a great holiday. Yeah. Absolutely. It's, a, it's, the, it's the best holiday. My kids got heart pancakes made for them today. I mean, my <laughs> God. That's I didn't so get any, but my kids, yeah. but the kids got, them. got heart pancakes. Yeah. This morning, I was sitting with my five-year-old making yeah. crafts for Georgia's class and Winston's class to give away. As you forget, like, when you're a kid, Valentine's Day is oh, like... so epic. Mm-hmm. Like Julia, Julia's telling Winston as he's leaving, okay, now you're going to hand these out to all your classmates, <laughs> but every classmate's handing you something. Yes. I'm like, this is like a little Christmas. Yeah. You get candy so and dope. gifts. And I'm like, bro, have fun today. Bring, bring something good home. <laughs> yeah, bring me the good. Yeah, we'll see what you got. But I love that you're in control yeah. of your narrative. I think professionally, you've done that so well. And your approach, your your head is on. Uh, I, I just feel like you're a very grounded, uh, rooted person. Talk to me about, so, you, and we all learn th- through hardship. We all learn through experience. And you have this light bulb that goes on you know, like the Devon Franklin moment for you. Mm-hmm. I feel like, and we're going to talk about it in just a moment in the top five, but values are such a big deal, especially in this city, especially in your profession. Right. The entertainment industry, which many would look from the outside and go, that's an industry that's lacking values. Right. You know, and, uh, you know, I just even watching yesterday in the in the media um, you know, Steve Harvey in his interview that just, you know, people debating on um, if that's a value discussion. And it just feels like entertainment brings such controversy on, you know, sure. like a compromise of values. How, what values do you really hold close to your heart that have allowed you to stay in the longevity of this career and in this city? In a, in so, Some would call it a vicious industry. Mm-hmm. You've probably seen the dark side of it. Right. What are some values? Because I feel like my impression is um, you've got some values really figured out on people and self. 
right. that allow you to be a great leader. I see you as a great leader. What would be some values you go? Like, I really value this. Um, I think for me, the most important thing with being a Christian is uh, um, being kind. Ooh. Mm. And you be surprised at how lacking in the entertainment industry that can that can happen. Yeah. And it's just a day to day. Does that make sense? Like it's yeah. it's just acknowledging the yeah. fact that you know you walk into a room and there's a lot of people working in a room that sometimes don't even people say hi to them, you know? So wow. it's it's being it's being kind and just yeah. like acknowledging that there's people in the room mm-hmm. and like shaking people's hands saying thank you for your time. You know, it's like everything can happen so quickly. You know, you move in, you do your show and then you're you know, you're out the door, but it's like thanking you know, the guy that was helping you put your mic pack on and just like little things like that, that I think a lot of people don't realize because I've been on the other end of it too, when I was just producing for the morning show and I, and I will never forget the people that came back there and were like, thanks for this or thanks for your energy or, you know what I mean? So it's like kind of going above and beyond and just being kind to people is, um, is a big thing. Huge. And then I think also having, um, having values in terms of knowing when to say no, Mm -hmm. when things don't line up with what you want or feel is right. Um, Because it it is, there's a push and a pull. There's expectation. There are things that you need to do, obviously for your job, but then there's also things that, there's a way to spin things into a, a good positive way, which is really crazy because I went into this position and, you know, back, I think like, even when I started like 10 years ago, you know, there was like all these, you know, everybody just wants gossip stories and things like that. And I think now people are yearning for feel good stories yeah. and mm-hmm. turning yeah. things that might be, you know, um, out pop in pop culture. And how do we learn from this and like spinning things a little bit differently. So it's yeah. like having my values and being able to spin what I'm doing into the direction that wow. I want to see it go. Yep. If that makes sense. No, absolutely. Yeah. I think, um, you know, when you talk about having those kind of like, we're going to talk about in just a moment, but I think, remember that old saying, uh, manners make it the man. Yeah. Yeah. Have you ever heard that saying? I think values make it the person. Yeah. And when you can conclude, these are my values and I'm not going to like just fudge or just go like, ah, there's money here. We were just at a, at a celebs birthday party. (laughs) You know, celeb. Celeb. (laughs) Who makes up these terms? So the celeb the other day talking about celeb stuff. Uh It's all I do. People are just like, so weird. (laughs) Yeah, I was hanging with a celeb, very famous. I won't tell you who, but um, I was was at somebody's (laughs) birthday party. And this guy was introducing me to his, um, I don't know, agent or manager or whatever. And, And he was telling me, this person right here has saved me time and time again of things that I thought, oh, this is good. And it's got a lot of money behind it. And they've helped me go, right. we're not going to do that because mm-hmm. it's going to bring a little bit of compromise here. Oh. Right. And you're going to lose out money in the short term, but in the long game, you're going to be yeah. way good. Yeah. And I felt like you got to have that value of going like, I'm not messing around with that. Especially too, I'm, I'm friends with a lot of those Celebs, like you <laughs> yeah, say, you are. Uh, yeah. these celebs, so called, so called, so called, it's celebs. just the weirdest term, totally. Ah. And there is like, I know everybody that works at said all these, you know, media outlets. I would never, in a million years, compromise my trust and the loyalty that I have yeah. to, and. 
take celebrity out of it. These are my friends. Yeah. That's it. These are my friends and these are my friendships. And I would never in a million years compromise my friendship for any sort of story no. or anything that goes Jeez. out there. And I think that's wow. the one thing um, one of my girlfriends told me, she, you know, she's like a lot of these people, celebs. Yeah. Um, they don't trust people anybody yeah. because so they're so quick to be thrown under the mm -hmm. bus for X, Y, Z. And she's like, I, I see these people cling on to you because they, absolutely do. they know that they, that they can trust you. And I'm, and I, and I, so I think that's like the, been the biggest thing too, is I'm like, I'm a vault. If you need to come to me for anything, I'm here. I will pray for you, but I will never in a million years talk about that with yeah. anybody else. And that's been something that I've really like wow. stayed true to. It's very quick to just- Totally. As a leader, as a person, is there a higher compliment than being trusted? Yeah. No. Like That's the ultimate in life. Mm -hmm. To be trusted is like, that's everything. Yeah. But it makes me feel sad to know that like these people feel like they do have to be so private and they can't trust anybody and they kind of have to live their life like this. And yeah. that, that makes me so sad that they have been hurt and wronged by yeah. so many people, you know, that yeah. I almost feel like- I I want to prove to people that you don't have to be that way. Yeah. And even in, even in church, you know, for, for us, yeah. in, Eric and I, in that context, right? Um, people have been hurt by other churches. They've been hurt from their past relationships, mm -hmm. whatever they're coming to you. And I think they're, I, I feel so secure at church because I'm like, people are not looking for talent. Yeah. Like talent exists every, like we can watch talent on TV. Mm -hmm. They're looking for a trusted leader, yeah. someone they can go. And it's so in, intuitive, isn't it? It's so like, it's a discernment issue. Yeah. You just discern, you just, uh, you get around people like, I don't know why I can trust them. Mm -hmm. I don't, something tells me they're the real deal. They're authentic. They're, you know, you get that read on somebody. Yeah. And then, and then on another person you go, ah. <laughs> I'm out, mm -hmm. you know? And so hopefully you govern your whole life where it's not, you're not trying to show people that you're authentic right. and show people that you're trustworthy. It's just who you are. Right. But all of that goes back to your daily values. Right. I think the values is one of those things that you don't like turn off and on as a switch. It's like, just, I value this in my life. Yeah. And, 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 and so segue, we're going to go to top five real fast. And then we're coming back with Tanya Rad's in the house. <laughs> Okay, we're going top five this month's podcast, and I want to talk about values maketh a leader. You know, the way that I see values is like, you remember going to the bowling alley growing up? When I was growing up, we go to the bowling alley, we put those bumpers on the sides just for people like myself that couldn't bowl that well. But it's just to make sure that when you roll that ball down, it's going to keep it in bounce and not let it get off track. Values help us not get off track and keep us going in the right direction. Let me give you five values every leader needs to have in their life. Here's number one. Number one, go the extra mile. I love this. If you live in minimums, you're going to create mediums. So in other words, if you just do minimum effort, you're going to have medium-sized result. But if you go the extra effort, I always think great leaders are so good because they work harder than everybody else, and they never just do what's required. They go the extra mile. They do the extra hour. They do the extra thank you card. It's all about the extra effort. If you do that, if you place that as a value in your life, not only will you go the extra mile, but watch this. Everyone around you is going to step up 
They're going to take notice of your work ethic, and they also will go the extra mile. Number two, make everything better. I love this one. Now, we're never going for perfection, but we are going for improvement. Perfection, we cannot attain. But improvement, oh, that's within my grasp. So everything in my life, I want to make it just a little bit better. My parenting, I want to read a book. I want to get around good parents because I want to I want to parent just a little, my marriage, oh, I got to get on the phone. I got to get around great couples because I want my marriage to be just a little, my church. I've got to get around great church leaders. Every area of my life has room for improvement. Insecure leaders never want anybody to inspect or speak in to their area that they're trying to improve. But secure people just go like, I'm not killing it at the level I should. There's more in my heart. There's more improvement. So they kind of obsess over making constant improvements. Little tweaks, little changes along the way make such a big deal. You look back and you go, wow, six months ago, this thing looked so different. I'm glad I committed to the value of improvement. Maybe in your job, maybe in your life, just go, I'm going to make it a little bit better. Here's number three. Protect your relationships. Oh, I'm going to say it again for the people in the back because maybe you didn't hear me. Protect your relationships. I cannot emphasize this enough. Every relationship you have is valuable. Every person in your life matters. Don't ever, these two words are disgusting, don't ever leverage or monetize your relationships. In fact, quite the opposite, protect. I mean, like a watchdog, protect your relationships. You're a sum total, not only of your influences, you're a sum total of your relationships. Your net worth is your network. You're not richer than your friends. And so you got to do a good job an even better job of protecting your relationships. I was recently uh, with somebody and uh, they put me in a vulnerable situation. They they drew me to a meeting and didn't tell me about this other person coming to a meeting. And the whole thing was a setup so that they could leverage me so they could meet them. And I just felt crunchy. To be honest, I didn't feel protected. I felt used. I felt leveraged. I definitely felt monetized. Don't do that as a leader. Protect your relationships. Here's the fourth thing. Number four, never get caught as a whisperer. You might say like, never get caught as a whisperer. What does that even mean? Don't be a gossip. Nobody likes a gossip. Here's a, a proverb for you, a wise saying. Proverb says a whisperer separates the closest of friends. So think about that. You could have roll dogs that are with you for life. You talk behind their back. You say something in the streets. You say something via text. You could lose one of your closest friends just from being a gossip. Gossip, you have to be careful because gossip is like a, uh, it's like a dessert. It tastes good. But what's that old saying? Once on your lips, forever on them hips. You do not want gossip to show up and stick to your character, your reputation, and especially the relationships you have. So do your best. Never get caught as a whisperer. You know, a practice that I often do is I'll have something in my head. I'll be thinking, I'm going to say this. And then right as it's about to come out, I'll go, I'm sorry. I was about to say something that I know I shouldn't repeat and I know will break trust and I know will be feel so good for me and us to laugh and be in the moment with, but I'll be a whisperer and I'll ruin my friendships. Here's the last one, number five, be a good teammate. 
I love this. We're in it with this value. Be a good teammate. There's nothing worse than a bad teammate. You know, a bad teammate doesn't show up on time. Bad teammate doesn't do their job. A bad teammate blames everybody else. But a good teammate, a good teammate celebrates when the team's winning and celebrates everybody on the team that's crushing it. A good teammate's waving the towel, jumping off off the bench, even when they're on the bench, going, come on, I'm excited. A good teammate plays their role but also brings good energy. I always think, you know, on the team I'm on, the most important thing that I do is bring good energy. You know, it's just like I'm in the huddle clapping. We got this. We can do this. I wonder if people say about you that you're a good teammate. Because if you're not, that means you don't have the value. Well, let me just say it this way. You value yourself more than you value the team. You value the name on the back of the jersey more than the name on the front of the jersey. And if you're going to be a good leader, you got to say, you know what? I've got to value being a good teammate. A good teammate cries with those that are crying and rejoices with those that just hit the game-winning shot. I love you. Top five this month. We out. Leadership Lean In. Okay, so I have a good question for you. Who... I really want to know this because I think that everybody has this. Who makes you nervous? Who makes me nervous? Yeah. Like, okay, for example, like if I were to come in uh, and and meet everybody, I, I, I'd probably meet Ryan and be like, hi, 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 hi Mr. Secret. Like, I'd probably be <laughs> That would nervous. Make, you make you nervous? I think so because like anybody you respect or you've yeah, been watching yeah. since you were like a kid. Right. Like uh, some people I get around, I'm like, I'm not nervous at all. But like when I first met Jay-Z, I was like, I couldn't talk. <laughs> Yeah, I, yeah. I, like I just froze. never met him, but if I did, I would. I just crumble. And my friend was like, yeah, "What was that?" And I'm like, "That's Jay Z." Like I just, you I, know what? On that sentiment, I think if I met Beyonce, I would probably okay, like. Do you like, feel like you you would just start singing or like? It's like <laughs> yeah. What's like your panic move? I don't even know. I don't either. I haven't been really nervous to like talk to somebody in a really long time. Yeah. So you're 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 in your profession. You're like I'm I'm good. No one really makes makes me nervous. No, I'm sure. Like yeah, I'm like Oprah. And, yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, like people the, that were a big deal to you when you were younger. Yes, that's who I think it, it is that makes you nervous for sure. Like, because even not, like the hottest like actor right now, I don't even know who it is, but like I feel like I'd be confident oh, enough to like talk yeah. to them. But if you put like Oprah in front of me or something, I'd yeah. be like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. That's it. Yeah. Like I saw um, George Clooney the other day and I was like, Hey, how you doing? It's good to see you. But it's like, it's not a, he's not a, you know, for me, like, I'm not going like, Oh my gosh, you're George Clooney. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. just like, Hey, how you doing? Good. Right. It's great to see you. But I see someone else and I'm just like, I am, I don't know how to function right now. <laughs> right. Erica, who, who would make you nervous? Beyonce. Yeah, I feel, absolutely. I feel like that's going to be a common. Yeah, I, yeah. Beyonce or, or like Michelle Obama. Yeah, like or just yeah. We had her on the show recently, Beyonce, and I was you? just like, "You did? Uh-huh. Wow!" I was just I couldn't even. I didn't even. I didn't have to. Ryan did the whole thing, but I was just like, <laughs> mouth wide open the entire Could time. Could you believe the ovation she got at the Grammys? They yeah. went wild for her. It was crazy. That was that was it was pretty. You know what? It said a lot, I thought. Yeah. It was like a moment where I was like, oh, this is bigger than, Yeah, this is bigger than. You right know now. what I liked about that is that normally people, when they open a show, it's like they come out, take shots at people, yeah, make a little yeah. joke here and there. Yeah. No, Alicia Keys is like, I'm going to bring out yeah. my female forces yeah. to tell their stories. So cool. And yeah, it was like a really 
powerful, profound moment. And I thought it was really cool of her to choose to open the show like that. Right. Because it's like, we're done with that. Yeah. We don't need the like gimmicky, I'm going to make fun of people. No. We're all like sharing our stories and learning from each other and like standing together. And it was just really cool. No, I thought it was so cool. Yeah. Who who was your favorite performance from the Grammys, by the way, while we're on the Grammys mode? Because I mean, you you did the red carpet. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to get over that, by the way. I, no, I'm not that's get over like it. what was your favorite insane. Grammy performance this year? Um, I really love Post Malone, so I enjoyed his performance with the Red Hot Chili Peppers a lot. Absolutely. I feel like they were like jamming. I feel like yeah. they, were lot, they forgot we were all there. Yeah. And it was cool because he <laughs> opened his set with like Stay, which is like a little yes. bit more of like a subdued song from his album. And then he went into like the song that everybody knows and then like ended it with Red Hot Chili Peppers. It was just fantastic. It was a great contrast. Yeah. Who was I, yours? I, would, I was going to say the same. You know who yeah. my favorite one was? What? I thought Miley Cyrus Oh crushed. yeah. Yeah. Her yeah. voice, I'm like, this, you forget yeah. that girl can, I mean, Shawn Mendes can sing. We all knew that. But yeah. this girl, Miley Cyrus, came in and was like, oh, I'll match you. I know. I like, hope that they do a song together. Oh, I thought yeah. she was sensational. Yeah. Me and Julia were both just like, listen to Miley Cyrus. She's awesome. And she's like an awesome person too. Yes. I hear, I hear great things about her yeah. from, from everybody. Yeah. Um. So uh, we're talking about leadership Leadership's the 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 theme of this whole podcast. We call it leadership leaning because I think like anything you lean you and you use the word earlier that you lean into your faith. Mm-hmm. Um, who to, in your opinion, who are great leaders, and what that you've been around and witnessed, and what makes them great in your opinion? I mean, I have to obviously go with Ryan Seacrest is an amazing leader, and for so many different reasons that are really. Um, like unconventional, I guess, because I think for me, um, he's always taught me to uh, believe in myself mm. and the the importance of having a team around you that you believe in and that you trust. Yeah. So that's another thing that, you know, like when I was just behind the scenes producing him, I would never give him any information unless I knew hundred percent that it was factual. Yeah. And that's a lot of trust that he has in me as a, you totally. know what I mean? Like, and, and, and that's in every aspect of his life and mm. everything that he goes to. I um, mean, you have to have that, that trust in your team. Um, so I think that is like something that I always picked up and, and found from him also to go into things being overly prepared. Mm. Wow. I remember when I um I worked the Golden Globes this year for the, my first time ever. It was like wow. for E and I watched every single movie that was nominated. Wow. I Jeez. watched at least the pilot of every show that was nominated. I wanted to be overly prepared. Yeah. So I think um being overly prepared is another thing that I mm. have learned a lot from him. Um and honestly you are a big no, leader and inspiration in in my life. I remember when I first met you like I knew that you were going to have an impact in my life and you were living in Seattle at the time. So yeah. I don't even know how I like felt that. Um, Cause we met here in LA, yep. but I knew at the that Beverly you were Hills gonna, hotel yeah. at generosity water wow. benefit fun. Yeah. Benefit. Yeah. And I was like, I, crazy. I felt like you were going to be in my life for the long haul, but he was living in Seattle wow. at the time and then cut to, um, I think it's really cool that I belong to a church and belong to a space where I feel very safe and protected and encouraged. I mean, one of the first texts I got was from Jasmine on our team wow. saying that the church is praying for me today and like 
talking about God's grace in my life. And so great. And I was like, that's how beautiful to have a church that is like behind me and praying for me on one of the biggest days of my career, you know? 100%. And, um, just being able to have you as somebody in my life and being able to bring people to church and know that they can feel trusted and loved by you is, wow. is yeah. really special. And I don't think wow. you realize that. And I hope you realize that, yeah. that that's really rare and it's a beautiful thing. Wow, you're kind. I, I, I think that's it. our job. You know, you're saying it about Ryan as well. Our job is to create safe spaces. Yeah. Like people don't really go like, ah, it's really dangerous there. Very critical. <laughs> uh, people are very toxic. Let's go. Yeah. Like people yeah, are like, yeah. ah, I'm out. Yeah. We have to, I think leadership is about, you know, like from the home to, you know, your work environment, creating safe spaces where people go, I know I'm protected here. Yeah. I know I'm taken care of here. I know I'm not going to feel or sense anything that's like, what was that? Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, it's such a big deal, I, 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 especially in the church world. Yeah. You know, for you to be able to invite a friend is the biggest deal in the world to me. Yeah. You know, and you do that all the time. I, I love Sundays because when I'm preaching, I can hear Tanya laughing. Yeah. It is a distinct, <laughs> genuine, sincere so applause of laugh. I don't know if that's true, but you make me feel funny. <laughs> so thank you. And I can hear Erica. Erica's got like a smoker laugh. Oh, yeah. It's a, I also it's, have a smoker's voice, but I'm not a smoker. <laughs> yeah, she's like, not a smoker no. with a smoker voice, yeah. smoker laugh. And I can't sing. You can't. I've gotten asked on more than one occasion if like I can sing like a low tone. And I'm like, are you serious? No. You probably could. Not not a chance. I've tried. We can pray for you. <laughs> I'm and also God not going to show you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. My laugh is like kind of raspy. But do you know what I think is really special about the both of you? Is that you both have partners in your life that are like teammates, yeah. and it's really cool to see. Just just so you know, as an outsider looking in um, to both of your relationships, is, is that's what I strive for. Like, I want a partner in life. I want mm. somebody that I'm going to tackle life with yeah. that is on the same page as me and wants to do the same things. And and I look to both of your relationships, and I I'm really like. Um, encouraged by oh, them that's awesome. because awesome. that's what I want. You know, I want somebody to come to church with me and I want somebody to encourage other people with me and I want to like live life alongside somebody. Yeah. So it's really cool to be able to see. And there's a lot of couples in our church and and partners and um, that I get to look to and, and admire. And I think it's really special, you know, in the season that I am in right now, totally. just know that like I eventually too will have that. Yeah. And you're like, that's what I want. Yeah. I was texting with somebody recently and they were, they're in a dating relationship and they're like, you know, struggling and their struggle is not um, the person. The person's awesome. And they're both awesome. Um, but the struggle is that they can't, they don't have anything in common. Yeah. You know? And so they're like, ah, what do I do? Yeah. Um, this, this, I love this person. They're great. Um, we're in a serious, we're in a serious dating relationship, but um, I'm kind of coming to the place where I'm like, I don't see the future here because at the end of the day, you marry your best friend. Yeah. yeah. Period. It's yeah. like, you, it's, it's just your best friend. And I heard someone say at one time, it's like, I could do life without you. So it's not like, oh, yeah. you know, it's like, I can't do life without. It's not even that. It's like, I could, I yeah. just would never want yes. to do life without you. You make life so awesome, better. Yeah. It's, the, it's the greatest life with you because we you know, go to Salt and Star together and we watch yeah. mo movies, you know, we just, we do life together. Yeah. That to me is a healthy relationship you're going after. So I was texting this person back like, ah, I'm, I'm so sorry, 
but great. That's why you date. Yeah. You date to find out because if it wasn't this way, you'd be going, we get along. We do everything. We've got so much in common. Yeah. I'd rather you just find that out now, discover that now, than like we got married six months in. I'm like, we have Whoopsies. nothing in common. Yeah. yeah. And I think especially for me, I, I can figure out on like a first date because my life is so weird in the sense that like I go to bed really early and <laughs> like I wake up really early yeah. and I love my job and like, but my, the way that I live my life is very different than a lot of the guys that sometimes I go out with. So right. it's like, I know on a first date when like, when a guy says, you know what, I'm like, what do you do on a Sunday? He's like, well, I'm usually hungover and, and there's nothing <laughs> wrong with that. Like I, that's fine. Do you know, but for me, do you, you're just not going to be my boyfriend. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's just not, like not with just me. Just, it's it's like, going to be a no for me. It's going to be a yeah. hard no for yeah, me, but yeah. like, it's fine. And you're a lovely man and yeah. you're, you have great qualities, but like, you're not going to be my dude. And that's yeah. totally fine. Yeah. yeah. But I think, um, uh, when you see what somebody's like committed to, yeah. um, it's able to, you're able to kind of figure out, is yeah. this going to be the person for me? So it's, it's pretty quick. Like I can figure it out you know, yeah, well, pretty quickly. And well, then people are like, why just, who cares? Maybe he'll want to start going no. to church with you. And I'm like, well, I'm not going to change somebody. That's called missionary dating. Yeah, yeah that's I a no. That. I've seen it work like twice. Really? Missionary dating is not fun. No. Yeah. I, I felt that same way. Uh, that's like what I tell ev almost every girl that, you know, I talk to that's dating or they want to date. And I always say like, well, I knew I wanted to marry Roman because I knew that I could live without him. I just didn't want to. Like that's yeah. the exact feeling yeah. that I had in dating him. And I also think like I have a very strong personality. Like I, I, I consider myself a leader. Like I know that you I'm are. strong and I can lead. And so, um, marrying and dating a man that was like secure in my gift and my ability was really important to me, For right. sure. but also like equally had his own gifts and ability that we could do this thing together. Right. Um, really was a really big deal. Cause it's, it's really easy for, for like, I think it's easy for strong personalities to date guys that have like a little bit of a less strong personality yeah. um, or stronger. I don't know. But I, I was like very adamant on dating Roman. Yeah. yeah. Well, it, it's the perfect fit. I truly was just telling me she's so into this. Is it Enneagram? Is yeah. That okay. Yeah. I haven't taken this. She yeah. just asked me about this yesterday. <laughs> she was just telling me. Have you taken it? Uh, I think so. She was like, um, she was talking about a couple that just got married and she's like, oh my gosh, they're the combination that it says that, that, that they don't work together. <laughs> and I was like, how come they couldn't buy this out? <laughs> Do we do we have the heart to tell them, Julia? Yeah. Do we? Is it too late? Do we? Do, do you send that as a text? Hey guys, we're at the house right now. Just looking up your personality. Take yeah. a personality test, and we have discovered. I know you're just un, you know unpacking your boxes, but <laughs> like this thing says it that all that matters. Yeah, all it's of so that, true though. You've got to. You've got to really look at the personality types, but more than that, it is a value. Yeah. Yeah. We value the same thing. Yes. Like we value family. Oh yeah. We value, I mean, your lifestyle. It's like you could live in Palm Springs. <laughs> Tanya has dinner at 3 45 PM. Yeah. And goes to bed at six. 
It's like, we're doing like a 82? girls, we're doing a girls dinner tonight for Valentine's day. And they're like, is six 30. Okay. For you. I'm like, it's a little on the later side. It's but late. I'll I'm usually getting in bed. <laughs> I'll consider. Yeah. I'm face masking generally by six. Yeah, it's like no. ta- Tanya and Mark Wahlberg have the same <laughs> sleeping hours. <laughs> yeah, 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 Mark yeah. Wahlberg oh like gosh, get yeah. up at like three in the morning like, and yeah, work out. Yeah. Work out. Yeah. It's like, you could text Mark and be like, how's it going? Buenos dias. Leg day. You but know? you know what? My my Mark Wahlberg is out there somewhere. He is he out is. there. He is out there. A guy that loves to sleep at six. Yeah. <laughs> no, eight. but eight, eight, eight. eight. But you eight. will. <laughs> well, I love it. Well, Tanya, thank you so much for coming. Are you kidding me? Oh, thanks for having Valentine's me. Valentine's Day covering a massive topic. And I think we did it. If I can self-compliment here. We did it in a pretty successful way, huh? <laughs> If I don't say so myself. Not to toot my own arm, but I'm not trying to promote my own podcast. Wait a second. I just did. (laughs) I'm kidding. Erica. Yeah. This is not your last time on this podcast. Tanya, this is not your last time. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much. You're the best. We love you. Leadership leader. Leadership leader.